You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show. It's Jay, it's Matt, Lars, Charlotte, and it's Alex. Charlotte is our new pet. Actually, Lars, but she does the show often. That's the first noise I've heard her make <laughs> yeah. in one week. Uh, anyway, uh, but I want to talk about World Games. First of all, let me just uh, kind of recap your weekend. How'd it go? I know you had the children. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, on Saturday, I did, didn't care what the temperature was going to be. I was going out to Barber Motorsports Park uh, to check out canopy piloting. And we'll get into that in a second. It, I was blown away by just uh, the whole experience and uh, just how good. And this is sort of universal from the different reporters, different people I've talked to that have gone to events all across Birmingham and, and the area. 
of just what a good job the World Games is doing in putting these events on. And also, bravo to Birmingham residents turning out for these yeah. games. In in, in, in in you know there, there were so many people out there on on Saturday at uh, at Barber. In you know it had to be it, it, it felt like it was about 115 the, degrees. The heat index. And you you asked me the other day when's the hottest you've ever been. It may have been Saturday. Well. Um, it, <laughs> and if I, it, it all, wasn't for me, it's in the top five. All three of my kids but came with me. But it was such an enjoyable uh, event. Oh gosh, you know, you so notice great. it, that, but but then you go, man, the, the heck with that. Uh, the weather also penalized us because we went later because this is an aerial deal. <laughs> They're jumping out of a helicopter at about 5,000 5, feet. 5,000 so, um, feet. And they just they had to screaming stop. down. Oh, son, it's, it's, I'm, I'm so glad I went, and I'm so proud of Birmingham. But... Uh, because it was lightning in a certain area, they had to stop. So we didn't get to see quite as many jumps as I wanted to. But I could go on and on and on about the hospitality, security, uh, the event, uh, and then just a big smiley face for the entire city of Birmingham. Jay Barker is joining us now, namesake of this show. And I know he's been kind of out of town for the weekend, so perhaps he didn't have a chance to go to the World Games. Let's just start by saying good, a- good afternoon, Jay. How are you? Good afternoon, Matt and uh, Lars, and uh, also Alex Bauman, who is our uh, intern sitting there. I see him right there across the map. But um, hope you guys had a great weekend and sound like you had a lot of fun. And I agree with you, Lars. Uh, you know, the World Games, a very tough thing to put on and, and a very tough uh, thing to uh, logistically just to get all the athletes everywhere, the families. And then to have people turning out the way that they are right now, it's been great. And a lot of people were looking forward to get out there for the. Uh, the game was, I think it was Saturday night. They got rained out in softball. They ended up playing it uh, yesterday. So uh, finally kind of getting that underway. It's just part of the summer storms that you get in Birmingham, Alabama. But they're doing everything they can to keep these games moving smoothly and uh, traffic moving smoothly for the people. I know a lot of people learning how to use uh, some of the uh, transits and uh, things that can get you to different places very, very quickly. But uh yeah, I had a great time at the, at the uh, lake, and it was me with 15, 20-somethings. So imagine what that was like. Uh, so uh, I was cooking <laughs> oh. and driving pretty much over the last uh, four or five days, but had a blast with them, my kids, uh, with their friends, and uh, a lot of the kids I coached all through Little League, and uh, whether it be football, baseball, and basketball. So just a lot of fun seeing them and catching up and some some of uh, Harrison's UAB friends as well. And Braxton's, uh, I was able to make it down uh, for the weekend after getting some time off. They've actually been off pretty much the entire month of July, but uh, as he's told me, uh, uh, GAs, they're told they get off, but they don't. They have to continue to work. So he was back in the office early this morning working on breaking down film, looking at different games, helping out with Coach O'Brien and on that office side of the football. So um, fun times, but um, time to get back to work, time to get ready for SEC Media Days coming up next week. And I know we got a lot to get into and talk about, but good for you guys to get out and support that. I saw the great picture that Matt sent me of his daughter and her kids. That was awesome uh, out of Barber Motorsports and uh, watching uh, some of the events there for the Olympics. So uh, what a, what a cute family. And uh, I know hopefully they had a, a great time. Oh, they did. But I have to tell you something on the way out, you know what they saw? Bucky's. So, I mean, it oh, went eight, you know what, crazy. And I, I'll be honest. Now these are younger children. They, they loved where we were and watching the canopy piloting, but they'll remember Bucky's more. I'm sorry, World Games, but that's what happens with children. Hey, Jay, Jay, what do the children, uh, 
they're not children, like the 20s that you were talking about that you coached and were friends of. Do they still call you Mr. Barker or Coach Barker? I can't get my kids to my kids' friends change. Yeah, they still call me Coach Barker or Mr. J. Uh, some of them call me Mr. Yeah. J. Some of them call me uh, – but, but the, the guys I coach call me Coach Barker, and uh, which is still so funny. Uh, but, um, you know, that's just something that, you know, I mean, I coached all of them for, gosh, I mean, six, seven years, if, you know, and some even longer than that. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's funny how, and I, I've talked to you guys about this. I tell Lars this all the time and Matt, I know you have too, but man, I, I love the kids when they were younger, loved all the, th- I miss being at the ballpark. I miss all those activities, birthday parties, all the things that we went to and were a part of in our community. But now there's just something different when your kids get to, you know, 18, when they go off to college and, and especially when they're getting in the latter parts of their college and uh, getting out of college, uh, you, you're now talking man to man. I mean, you, you know, you go from parent to mentor to what I, you know, I think friend and you begin to, you know, there's still respect there. There's still authority, but you're talking on their level and they're talking on your level and they're expressing their thoughts and opinions about things. And I, I just love it. I mean, it's been over the last few years, uh, some of the funnest times in my life with my kids. Yeah, and speaking of kids, uh, again, we had so much fun going out to uh, Barber Motorsports to see the Canopy Piloting competition on Saturday. And um, basically, Canopy Piloting is... it's a jump. You, you jump out of a, of a helicopter from about 5,000 feet, and you do this, uh, like, freestyle entrance onto the ground where you are going about 50 miles an hour as you uh as you are about prepared and you're not obviously coming straight down but you're coming in at an angle and and you hit a uh a, a water that uh, is a rectangular maybe about the long length of a football field or so Matt? yeah maybe a little maybe a little, a little smaller, smaller but or yeah um and and then what you do is you do sort of water tricks as you uh slow down a little bit the water the the resistance from the water should sh- uh, slow you down and uh, you're basically barefoot water skiing uh although they're they're wearing some form of shoes uh, and doing various tricks on the water and um you know a lot of guys are and and, and women too are they come in so fast that once you get to the end of the water, they, they take quite a tumble, uh, and uh, you know there's a, long on their rear. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, um, uh, medical people out there, of course, and and uh, it was just uh, it was a sight to behold. And my my kids absolutely just loved looking up into the air and seeing you know when they the start four, twirling, four, to yeah, pick yeah, up yeah, it's like they twirl. It, it, it was just it, it was incredible. It, it's it is really hard to sort of verbally describe what what the sport is I, I know it originated in france and and one of my twitter followers asked me like how high was the dude who, who came up with this sport <laughs> I, I was just it's, thinking it's the crazy. same thing but then hey um, let's do I, I guarantee it was an australian hey let's do this <laughs> um but then just the whole experience of uh of going over and our friends at the world game gave us vip tickets and so we sat uh in the vip tent and uh, there were 34 athletes competing in this competition from 16 different countries, you know, Australia, the Czech Republic, Denmark, France, Germany, on and on and on. And the uh, the crowd in the hospitality tent, it really reminded me of a crowd of uh, attending a Formula One race, right? Very European, 
Cosmopolitan, and uh, and of course my my girls, my twin girls, Autumn and Farah, are wearing these uh, these t shirts that have their names on, like the uh, spray painted names from Panama City Beach, yeah. Autumn and Farah, and, uh, and, and, and there was a few like European uh, couples that were just so taken with like the blonde hair and and this what, what they look like, they they started posing for pictures. People asked me, "Can I take a picture of your with daughters?" Your Nobody's ever asked me that before. I was like, "Well, okay, you know, it's a little, little weird, but uh, you know, the, the Bruno's <laughs> event team uh, brought out, you know, some uh, pretty uh, highfalutin sandwiches and and uh, not necessarily kid friendly food, but uh, a lot of water. Everybody was staying hydrated, and uh, and you know, we had to take a a, a golf cart." Uh, from uh, sort of right after you go through security to over to the to the tent, and uh, I was just holding on to my girls. Lincoln got in the front, and it was just me and my girls in the back. And uh, and and, and uh, uh, somebody commented to me as I was holding on to the girls for dear life. Um, they're like, "Man, this is this is actually more dangerous than a canopy pilot." Uh, yeah, you had uh, to go up a hill, and yeah. if you weren't real careful in the back. But, That's why they were. But we, we lasted about about an hour, hour and a half, and uh, then you know it was just we were just all just pouring in sweat and and soaked but it was it was a lot of fun a lot of fun and uh, a massive amount of security out there um i can't imagine sort of just the budget for security and uh, a lot of volunteers everything was really easy the parking and then you you went there and and uh and the stands were full and um you know maybe what thousand to uh, 1500 i think a lot of them had started to leave um, yeah. and i think they'd Sent out like a warning and said, we're going to have to stop in an hour or so. And so a, they were leaving. But it was uh, a really great turnout. And like I said, uh, so many people that I interacted with were not from uh, the United States, mostly uh, from European countries. And um, and, and they just uh, could not have been more impressed with Birmingham and the uh, sort of organization of of the games so far. So uh, uh, off to a really, really good start, I think. And uh, – I might add, they were very impressed with the heat. Phew. Yeah. Here's one thing as we go to break, we'll come back in just a second, but also that I noticed, and I understand because it was two separate deals, but then again, you were dealing with the World Games and that influence, but they, the Porsche school was still going. Yeah. You know, and my, my kids wanted to stop and watch that too because you got three or four Porsches that are coming through that, that huge turn right there by where we parked, close to the entrance. Oh. But they were doing that at the same time. What organization? I, I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm is that is this Hallman's group? Is it Bruno's that's doing it's, all it's this? Bruno's, yeah, yeah. And, and, as we were what going out, man, I, man. I shared I shared with my kids like what I felt like was a near death experience on that racetrack when I was on the back of a uh, high performance uh, motorcycle uh, and there was no seatbelt, no nothing. I'm just holding yeah. on yeah. to the driver. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be past tense there, and I told my kids that they are definitely doing that, and I put a big, big scare into them. <laughs> Jay, time. take us to break. Yeah, I want to remind everybody about our presenting sponsors, Top Golf, and also uh, just get out and enjoy it. You'll love it. We call it the bowling of this generation, and family fun with coworkers and friends, and uh, get to watch shots, laugh at some, and, and uh, cheer for others. 
And again, it's a great atmosphere. Also, we're driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. All right, some more football news as we get close to SEC Media Days and uh, also other news throughout the sports world. We'll get into all that coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. It's Jay and Matt and Lars. Uh, over the weekend, the World Games yesterday, because it got rained out, uh, we will have Michael Casagrande from AL.com on in an hour to talk about this because he was there. But the USA shut out Italy 6 to nothing. Montana Fouts came on in relief. The crowd went bonkers. Did she ever respond? She went four innings with eight whiffs. And it was obvious, and we'll talk with Michael about this in about an hour. Italy just couldn't catch up with her speed. Yeah. Her friends and family and coaches were saying she was just really, really jacked up. Now, guys, I think this is one of the biggest stories, or at least worth mentioning today. Did you see that Condoleezza Rice is going to be an owner of the Denver Broncos? Part of the ownership group, right? Yeah. 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 Good. And I... Uh, and th- this was fascinating to me. This has been a deal ongoing for eight years. It's Does it take eight years to sell an NFL franchise? Well, I think it was complicated by uh, Boland's um, illness, uh, I believe, right? Oh, with, and, with Alzheimer's. And um, probably complicated by other things such as COVID, the pandemic. Yeah. Anyway, Jay, you're probably, I don't know, maybe Lars. Have y'all ever have you ever met Condoleezza Rice, Jay? I have. I met her at a couple of Alabama games actually, and um, the first time she was staying at Bryant Hall because they built on the bottom where there used to be the area where we had like kind of a lounge area, which was really nothing compared to what they have now. It had like a couch and a few chairs, and it had one of those remember those old big screen TVs that had the projector behind it, and it was like really like almost three feet deep. Uh, that people had. That's what we had down there. So they took all that space and some other living quarters that were there for the uh, for Jack Rutledge when I was there, but the, pretty much the dorm tenant or the dorm um, supervisor and made them into unbelievable suites. And so she stayed there the first time I met her and then um, met her at another game and, and actually was at an event with her um, as well. Now, my understanding is that she actually grew up in the Denver area and received a bachelor's degree and doctorate degree from the University of Denver, um, so that's her connection to uh, to Denver. 
and um, and where she's you know now having a chance to be a part of this group, this buying, and uh, now got ownership of the Denver Broncos. They're called Walton Peener. I think that's how you pronounce the last part: P E N P E N N E R. But um, you know, this is uh, I think a, a great thing for her. I know that she loves football. Uh, she'll be a great person in the administrative part of it of being able to help them on certain decisions and things that they can help continue to move this uh, this program further down the road and um, you know already a great organization but she's going to make it even better but um, the ownership group which includes Walton his daughter Carrie Walton Peener uh, her husband Greg Peener and co-CEO Ariel uh, Investments and the chair of the board for Starbucks Corporation Melody Hobson agreed to buy the team in June for $4.65 billion. Greg and Kerry Walton Painter are expected to have prominent, visible roles when it comes to day-to-day management team, which was put up for sale back in February. So the NFL is still reviewing the sale of the term or the sell of the team, but uh, ESPN reported that. But it looks like this will go through. But uh, a lot of women involved in this ownership group. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and you're right. Her, her family moved to Denver when she was 12, and as you said, Jay, uh, she got her uh, her uh, her her undergraduate degree and her uh, doctorate from the University of Denver. And then when she was uh, working on her doctorate, she dated Rick Upchurch. You remember him, uh, kick returner, wide receiver for the Broncos, and so that was like her first yeah. sort of formal connection. And and her dad was a, a football coach, and she uh, served on the inaugural college football playoff committee. I mean, she had been mentioned as a potential NFL commissioner at one point. Her uh, becoming the, a potential head coach of the Cleveland Browns was even uh, floated as a as an idea, or that her name at least was put out there. And uh, I, I think it's great, one, to have uh, both, uh, more females involved in ownership position. And, and, and obviously, uh, you know, she is she's on she's on board with the organization. Uh, presumably, she's going to own a small percentage of the team. It'll be pretty, I would assume, a pretty small percentage. But uh, nonetheless, uh, great move and uh, good, good one for her. And I think good for for Denver just because. She's so plugged in, you know, in the in the world of academia, in in the political world. Uh, you know, former former Secretary of State, and uh, yeah, it'll be good. How'd she get her money? I mean, I'm, I'm that that's just. I mean, now, an oil I, you know company. What? I'm sure she could go give a speech for about uh, what yeah. two hundred thousand grand. Yeah. Um. She does. She has an oil tanker named after her. So I, maybe Chevron decided, all right, naming rights, here's 10 mil. I don't know. I just find her a fascinating woman, person, and darn, darn proud to call her an Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you said something about college football. we got SEC media days and the like. What, what do you got to bring to the table today? Yeah, I just saw where um, some of the guys that are up uh, highly touted quarterbacks had a chance to go be part of the uh, Manning Academy and uh, passing camp and stuff. And uh, those guys were uh, the, the ones who uh, were part of that. And uh, be, being able to be a part of something like that is, is really good. But it was Young, Stroud, and Williams. Uh, so uh, they were able to be there and talk about things to, to the athletes. But more importantly, um, you know, be, be a part of what uh, – just showing, you know, what it takes to be a, a quarterback in college – 
and uh, really, really good. I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't the Manny Camp. It was the Elite 11 Finals that they were at. So they bring back a lot of the guys who were at those finals and have a chance to let them, uh, you know, really kind of work out with the guys, uh, be able to spend time with them, and, again, just give them some insights as to what's coming down the road for them. And they've all been a part of that, the Elite 11, which is a very tough competition, but one that really helps prepare a lot of them for what's coming up next. Uh, these are the type of things that were not around back in my day, 30, 30 uh, something years ago, uh, when I was playing in high school. And, you know, you just, we, we, we would actually put together, I remember my senior year, we finally put together a flag football league that played all the teams in the area. And it wasn't even teams in our, maybe in our area, uh, as far as the way that we played, but, uh, there was about 10 or 11 teams, I think, that ended up participating in it. We played at the old Shades Valley High School, where now there's a, what is it, Sports First and uh, another building there that houses, used to be Realty South, and I'm not sure what Realty South may still be in that building. But um, the old Sage Valley High School, we'd go down there, we'd play flag football. That, that was our, we didn't have the training, we didn't have the personal one-on-one trainers that these guys got now. They're so much further along in the passing game especially than any of us were, and really that's pushed along over the last 10 to 15 years. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Jay, Matt, Lars, Alex Bauman's in the studio. We'll do AAA with him in an hour or so. Who do y'all think, this is a tease, who do y'all think is picked to win the Big 12? They've already done their media voting before media days. As I was, And I'll tell you why, why they did it in that order instead of at the same time when we get back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for a high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Back on the Jay Parker Show. Matt and Lars are at AVX. And Jay is joining Jay, when you were talking about the Elite 11, and, and you may have mentioned this, but I thought it was interesting when I looked it up just a minute ago that the kid from Briarwood, Christopher Vazina, that ended mm-hmm. up uh, committing to Clemson, he was there. And I know I read about him a little bit in his high school days here in Birmingham, but you're a quarterback. Have you seen enough of him to offer us a little bit of an evaluation? I haven't seen enough of him myself. My kids have. They've watched We've talked about him and, you know, Braxton being a part of – the coaching staff and the quarterback room, um, you know, was <clears throat> somewhat surprised that they did not pursue him more, but they felt like that they had, you know, the two quarterbacks that they were really after, one in Arch Manning, you know, being uh, one of those guys. But he is um, supposed to be a, an outstanding quarterback and, and another one that Dabo has landed uh, out of the state of Alabama. Um, he actually uh, just landed another one uh, not too recently, linebacker, um, uh, I'm sorry, defensive lineman. Um, he's ranked as the number three defensive lineman, number four player in Alabama, number 23 player in the nation by 24-7 sports. He's the highest-ranked national prospect Alabama commit to Clemson and Dabo's uh, era since he's been there. He's 6'3", 260 pounds. They say he's got raw athleticism, quick first step, make him a versatile lineman with high ceiling, according to national recruiting analyst Cooper Batagna. Uh, he doesn't uh, boast overwhelming size at tackle, but his run-shifting instincts and pass rush arsenal 
means he can play all over the line. So he talked about his visit to Clemson, why Clemson, they asked. He said his all-in commitment confused Alabama fans. He's the second five-star from the state to commit to Clemson in the class of 2023 out of Thompson High School, Alabaster, Alabama. Wiss thought he was going to uh, the Tide for a time. However, all that changed when he and his family were able to meet with Coach Dabo Sweeney in South Carolina. Dabo to me, he says, this quote, Dabo to me is a lot more understanding of teenage life. Wiss said after choosing Sweeney's Tigers over Nick Saban in the Tide, he says all the time that he specializes in 18 to 24-year-old men, and I really believe that's true. So he was enamored by the Clemson pitch, made his commitment unplanned during his visit, according to Ann. Anna Adams, Wood's father, who is a minister in Alabama, also connected with Swinney on a spiritual and educational level. He said that, quote, because Swinney's program is similar to how we run our program at Thompson. It's faith-based, based off of I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wood said in Clemson's faith-based football education appealed to both Woods and his father because of all the similarities, his family and his high school culture. So uh, really uh, interesting there, Dabo able to pull uh, two big-time recruits out of the state of Alabama this year for the 2023 class. Yeah, and uh, that quote you just read certainly has gotten a lot of attention both here in the state and also all throughout the college football world uh, that uh, Dabo is, quote, more lively, unquote, than uh, Nick Saban. And uh, also it's sort of weird that he said, quote, he specializes in 18 to 24-year-old men, unquote. But, uh, hey, I've written a book on Dabo. I've written two on Nick and uh yeah they're 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 different guys there's no no question about it uh jay you're friends with dabo you have known him for a long long time and you know coach saban your son played for him your son's now on staff with him and uh boy we have uh used a, a lot of oxygen on this air uh to uh describe the differences between dabo and uh and coach saban and and I, I guess you could say that that Dabo in person is, is is more lively. I mean, he's he's certainly younger. He's got you know more more energy. Uh, uh, but I, not to say that Coach Saban is slowing down. There's there's very different. And and and, and Jay, we've talked mm-hmm. about it. You've uh, at, at at great length. But you want to just go over again just the differences between not just the two coaches, but really the two programs. Yeah, I think two things. First of all, he, you know, he's got a son that just fixed up uh, there, and he's got another son that's playing. And so, you know, just that knowing that you got a coach that's got the same age as your kids, that's why I think he means I specialize in 18, 24 year olds, is because he's been through that over the last so many years and understands what those guys are going through on and off the field. I think Bob will probably describe his program, in Alabama, to a T. He said, look, both programs believe in process and culture. We spend more time on culture, less time on process. They spend more on process, less on culture. And I would say that's probably the truth, that it is more uh, cultural. Uh, what he wants to build, his philosophy around it, is that there has to be a process, but I want team culture and team chemistry to overcome all that. Because Saban is all about process, and yet he creates process, he creates culture through the process. And that culture is a little bit different than what you maybe see at Clemson. And, um, you know, I've had buddies of mine that coach there still now that played with me at Alabama. I've got people in administration at Clemson that were Alabama that were with Nick Saban and they talk about it. They say, look, it's just, it's a different world, but you know, as Braxton always says, and other coaches I've talked to, they say, look, you know, you can have whatever culture and process, 
But whatever Nick Saban is doing, it's, it's the right way because he's the one winning the most championships. He's the one getting the players. He's the one being able to recruit even at 70 years old and still go out there with a ton of energy, run practice, go to run his defensive backs, throw the ball to them in different drills and stuff. Uh, it, it really is amazing what, what he's accomplished. So, and I think Coach Saban, and, and, I, and I may be wrong about this. Maybe he was this way at LSU and other places. I think coming from the NFL, it's just different. Uh, when we saw kind of the, the pictures of him and some of the video, but I really think he's really made an effort over the last 15 years to really connect to these younger players and really have a better understanding of, um, of who they are and what they are. I'll never forget the comment he had one time at a press conference, Matt, where he said, Hey, I just walked down the hall and I saw a guy with holes in his pants. And he's like, what in the world? Man, he started laughing. He's like, I mean, I had two pairs of jeans and I was, I was uh, embarrassed if I went to school with holes in my pants. Now it's, you know, this is trendy. And he goes, I just don't get it. You know, his own way that he does it and says it, but a great press conference. Uh, I think that was actually an opening to a press conference he did in a, a couple years back. But um, I, I think he's evolved in a lot of ways. I think probably, probably more than anything, not, not even through his kids, but through his grandkids. I think he's, you know, softened just a bit in, in certain areas, but still very tough and yeah. very process oriented. Uh, yeah, and I learned a lot of this from Lars's book, but uh, they are different as far as their personality, their styles, and the way they recruit. But as the word both of y'all used, and it's used, the process is similar. It's very similar to, from his hiring practices to his discipline, um, and maybe most notably to the facility. Clemson may have better facilities than Alabama. Does. I think there's no question. I that think they, they do. do. Um, so. There are differences, but but I think the similarities, and, and you mentioned it a lot in the book how often Dabo refers to learning what Nick did, does, and patterning, patterning his program after that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I watch videos of Dabo, I, you know, I see him somewhat, yes, patterning maybe, uh, pat, uh, patterning maybe the behind-the-scenes stuff or whatever else, but he the way that he talks – the way, and I don't know if it was while he was at Clemson and, and going up against Steve Spurrier at South Carolina, but there are times when he's doing interviews, I'm like, my gosh, he sounds just like Steve Spurrier. And at times he'll throw little jabs in and little things uh, about the opposing team that's coming up. And, and he does it probably in a more graceful way than, than Steve Spurrier. But, man, he just the way that he his, his dialect or the way that he says things reminds me so much of Steve Spurrier. Jay, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think Matt and I were just talking about this the other day. Um, will Nick Saban ever get on Twitter, ever get on social media, Instagram? I don't think so. I just, I, I mean, I, just, I think he feels like that, hey, I've got my, the album of football sites. I've got all these things that other people are running, and I just don't think he feels the need for that and uh, doesn't want to be distracted. I, I mean, he's very disciplined in his time. And I mean, every, I mean, I, I mean, I know every minute, probably every second of his day is timed out. Everything is, has a, a certain time that things got to be going, meetings happening. Um, you know, the players know it, the, the coaches know it. And, and he's the one behind that of keeping everything moving in the right direction, not having any kind of downtime or any type of time where you're going to lose focus or not take advantage of those minutes. Uh, so I think that's probably a little bit different. You know, I think Dab was maybe a little bit more laid back, but still disciplined enough to get things done. I think he, I think he uh, sees things more 
from um, a family perspective of wanting to spend time with the coaches' families. I mean, I know they have family night where all the families come in. I think it's on Wednesday night. And uh, the, the wives come in with, you know, whether they've cooked or they had brought food in and spend a lot of time with the, with the wives together, with the coaches together, with their families. And they play out there on the field. They go inside the indoor basketball court they built, all that type of stuff. I will say this, though. Yeah, Clemson, I think, surpassed Alabama a number of years back in their facilities. But I think Alabama's caught up. And I'm, I'm not, sure, not so sure if Alabama's is not better. Uh, my understanding, I think they're actually redoing the locker room again. So, uh, which is crazy. I mean, that locker room oh was just crazy. Did they do that ago. last month? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, the all right, guys. Uh, yeah. Who do you think the media is picking to win the Big 12? I would have said just, Oklahoma. I would have said, said, said Oklahoma State. I'd say Texas. You said State? Baylor. It drives me. Wow. Too. Baylor. Uh, then Oklahoma. Uh, there's your guys, Oklahoma the Cowboys, State. and then Texas. I thought Baylor might be, a but good they asked the media. The you know, yeah. somebody mentioned that the other this past weekend, and I went, I hadn't thought about it. I would not be surprised if if and, uh, if, if the SEC targets more Texas schools. Exactly. So that would give them three. I, Are you I, thinking I, they I, might go Tech too? Yes, I think they would. They would get two more. So it'd be a total of four. That that just scheduling wise would make things easier. Makes for a great conversation. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. It's Lars, Matt, Jay, and uh, usual cast of characters. Appreciate you listening and tuning us in and watch it on stream the different streams, uh, the platforms that we put the show out. Um, Lars just unearthed, I guess we'll give credit where it's due, to Joe, a story from the World Games, as historic as it is for Alabamians in Birmingham, this is history-making, like, of all time. Yes, it it is. Uh, it's complicated, but I, I'm going to try to break it down. And this comes from uh, uh, Joe Goodman, uh, the great columnist for AL.com, who uh, has become a, a real good friend of the show. And uh, Joe went out there. Uh, Mayor Woodfin was out there at a at, at uh, Boutwell uh, Auditorium, yeah, Boutwell. and uh, and it was sold out. Like it was the hottest ticket in town. I it mean, sold I think, out like a week before. Yeah, yeah, and like. Uh, on on the street they're going for a couple hundred bucks but okay so they get uh to the finals and 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 i get i know nothing about sumo wrestling all right so uh, make that note to begin with here they get to the finals 
and sumo wrestling it's it's all about sort of honor and and respect and uh you know it's just uh, again a very fundamental sport it's these two really big guys or or, or or women and you're just trying to force your opponent out of a circular ring and um on uh, on saturday night uh a 23 year old egyptian uh sumo wrestler uh, um, he ended up winning the gold medal, and after he wins the gold, he like cries out in victory, and then to really get the audience going, he does a backflip, <laughs> and man, that just uh, really upset the match officials because it's unsportsmanlike. You know, you're going against the honor. You're you're uh, sort of uh, uh, you know you're, you're you're sticking it to the your your opponent. You're not honoring your opponent. And so he was he was disqualified, and then the uh, <laughs> the that call uh, it really angered the wrestler, and his uh, name is Abdulram uh, Elsi, and he refused to exit the ring, and then his coach, uh, a guy named Kintaro, uh, is his last name, also uh, Egyptian, uh, he just went off yelling in 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 the ring, security had to be called down. Uh, the guy, uh, the coach, even like he took off his shirt and he was like he was ready to throw down right <laughs> uh, with the officials. And um, and, and then uh, it gets a, 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 a when he when uh, when the a coach stepped into the ring, the announcer, a female announcer who travels around the world calling sumo events, uh, she it prompted a sharp rebuke from her and. There was five law enforcement officials that came into the ring that had to corral the coach from getting uh, getting too close to the judges that had DQ'd his sumo wrestler. All right, now things get a little more interesting. <laughs> uh, the the crowd, and this is according to Joe, they begin to chant their support of this wrestler who had just won and been DQ'd. Egypt, Egypt, Egypt. And then suddenly, uh, even though the opponent had been declared the winner after uh, the Egyptian wrestler had done the the backflip, the ruling was reversed, oh. largely because of the crowd. Oh, so Birmingham <laughs> won this guy from Egyptia. And the, and, the, Egypt. and, and the female announcer was like, how much more exciting could it get? And so they, uh, they ended up uh, going after it again. And, uh, so and, then and the, the, the other coach and the other no, the wrestler no, started going at it. No, the, the they two did. the two Egyptian uh, the two guys who were in the finals to begin with. Yeah, uh, they had a rematch, and then uh, the uh, the Egyptian ended up winning. Right, just that he had won the first time, and uh, it's just like wow. Uh, the uh, again, this announcer was telling uh, telling uh, uh, Joe and, and others that. She's been doing this for years and years and years and never seen anything like it. I mean, imagine like, you know, and, and Joe made this point. Imagine, say, Nick Saban getting upset about a call in Tuscaloosa and the crowd goes so crazy that the refs decide <laughs> to, uh, okay, we're going to change the call to Alabama's favor. Or replay I mean, the down. It, 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 it's like only in Birmingham kind of thing. And I know uh, Mayor Woodfin just uh, had a great time. Everybody I talked to who was there had a great time. But uh, there's so many stories like this, right, it, 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 throughout the world games. 
Uh, and, and, and I just, I love all these like non-Olympic sports that, that none of us know anything about, you know, sumo, roller, uh, roller skating, tug of war, corf ball, uh, and just all, all these cool events. I mean, you cannot say for the next, uh, eight, nine days that there, you don't have anything to do because there are so many great events all around Birmingham. Jay, it appears to me that had Birmingham not chanted Egypt over and over and over again, this guy wouldn't he, he would wouldn't not, have won the gold. No. Birmingham helped him win the helped him win the gold. Yes. What if he just moved here after that? Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a bizarre story and how interesting, timely it is that Joe's decided that was the sport he was gonna picture. Uh, going to attend. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you're a uh, a columnist in in, uh, in in Alabama right now, man, it's just like you have a buffet of opportunities every single day to write about something really cool. And uh, and and Joe did such a wonderful job capturing it on uh, AL.com. And um, yeah, so yeah, that the uh, the announcer has been doing it for over thirty years, and she said this is the first time for me. I can't. I can't tell you how exciting that was for a little old sumo announcer. A little what a, what old a great sumo job. Announcer. Mick Gillespie just walked in the studio. And we got to ask him about it. if he could if he could announce sumo. Where'd you get that damn tan, Mick? Good gosh, uh, I can guy, hardly see you over there lives, against that backdrop. Dude lives on a boat. Oh, uh, hey! Coming up next hour, we'll be talking to Michael Casagrande about softball at the World Games, and also great thing that happened in the world of golf for a kid from Gardendale, Alabama. That's all coming up. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa, and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. A great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz. Crestline and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome to the program. Matt at the mic, along with our cast of characters. Coming up in just 15 minutes, we'll talk World Game Softball with Michael Casagrande, who was there yesterday in the rain-postponed game that featured two Alabama women softball players, and it turned in turned out to be uh, very spectacular, Jay. I wondered, uh, I know Sarah Ashley was trying to go. Was she able to go again yesterday? No, she didn't make it to it. They, they had a uh, team stuff that they had to get to on Sunday, so... Weren't able to get out there. She was a little disappointed by it, but, uh, you know, understood that you can't stop the rain. I mean, it's just what it is. But, uh, yeah, she loved it. Hey, let me remind everybody, we're presented by Top Golf at Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love the atmosphere, the fun for your family, friends, coworkers. Again, we call it the bowling of this generation. It really is. I mean, you sit back, you watch, you have fun, laughing at people's shots, cheering them on, and also all the great charity events they do out there. And also a lot of functions that go on from all types of parties, uh, bachelor, bachelorette parties, birthday parties. I did my birthday out there this year as well. Uh, or I'm sorry, Father's Day out there. Birthday's coming up. Father's Day out there this year as well. And my kids, you'll love Top Golf for Birmingham. Driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, we got Mick Gillespie. He is in the house today. He is in studio. Hey, I'm not there. Go to say hello to Mick. But uh, he said he had a meeting about two minutes away, so just drove on by. And uh, got the code, came on in, and uh, now part of the show for us. But they asked the question earlier, so I'll go ahead and lead with that question. Would you ever commentate or call a sumo wrestling event? And if you did, I would love to see you wear the sumo outfit. (laughs) Are you asking me? Look, I'd commentate that in a second. I mean, that's one of the things I was hoping to get a chance to see while I've been in town. And and I know from – living in hawaii for a little bit of time that uh it's a really popular sport in in japan you know so i i don't know if i'd wear the outfit um although if i if i keep eating like i've been lately it probably could fit into it right yeah it's just uh just amazing amazing what happened uh on uh on saturday night and uh it's pretty cool that um uh that uh Every uh, Ukrainian athlete participating 
is getting just such big support from uh, from the fans and have kind of become fan favorites just because of uh, their country's war with Russia. And uh, we saw that uh, at, the, at, at Sumo and and uh, at different events all around um, all around Birmingham. But uh, but but Mick, it, it's just uh, it's so cool to have these different sporting events that you know we're diehard sports people here in this room and we don't know anything about them. <laughs> and uh, that's what I love. I love uh, uh, going to uh, 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 different sporting events that I know nothing about and just uh, learning about it and uh, the, the sort of the history, uh, the intricacies, uh, what makes somebody good, what makes somebody average. And uh, I guess, you know, if, if you were to call sumo, you, you'd have to do, obviously, your due diligence and research. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, and also, it's just so basic. Right? There's a circular ring, two guys just trying to push each other out of the ring. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a technique to it that we don't understand, but must be. I didn't know that they had women, to be honest with you. But uh, they were sumo wrestling Saturday night, too. I, I yeah. guess there wasn't quite the controversy that there was in the men's division. But, I mean, what would you do? Mickey pushes, he pulls, he falls, he stumbles. I mean, there have got to be footwork and patterns that they use in order to try... And literally get leverage, but I mean that's about all I know. Yeah, right. I mean, there's uh, there's probably all this stuff that someone out there knows. It's going well. This is you know, <laughs> which we wouldn't know, but uh, I'd call it like a uh, boxing match, probably. You know, yeah, bring a lot of intensity. Have Some you ever called the... wrestling? You've called, like, no, but wrestling? I love wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I'm old the, school the wrestling two... fan. Yeah. Wrestling. Oh, you're uh-huh. talking about the WWE. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My father tell. wrestled, but I didn't like that. I'm talking about, you know, I would love to be like the guy uh, ringside, you know, for the the next AEW match. You know, that would be fun. But move JD out of the JR out of the way and do that. Um, I'm I'm more of the pure form. Mm-hmm. I, I like what they do in Iowa, the Big Ten. That other stuff is Dan it's, Gable. It's theater, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's good theater. Some people really, really, really love it. Um, some of the guys, though, that I've seen video of that are sumo wrestling look more like a linebacker mm-hmm. as opposed to my original thinking of sumo where they were really just very fat. Mm. But, no, these guys look athletic. How did the guy look at uh, doing his flip? He Very athletic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, he, uh, yeah, I guess he, like, grew up. Oh, man, I don't know. Now you I'm know, losing it. <laughs> Egypt has long been known as a hotbed for sumo wrestling. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's 30, and he grew up a bodybuilder uh, in a suburb of uh, 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 Giza, uh, outside of Cairo. And uh, then he fell in love with sumo when he was 16. And this comes from Joe Goodman, again, AL.com. Uh, he was majoring in accounting, and he dropped out of uh, school and moved to Japan to give pro sumo a try. And uh, apparently you can make a heck of a lot of money in Japan being an, an elite sumo wrestler. These guys are like, you know, the... What is it, like right up there with baseball as far as their <laughs> nation's sport? Or maybe that's above baseball. I don't know. Uh, I find it interesting, but I, I'll be very, very honest with you. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to really go out of my way to attend it. I, I would for the world games, but, I mean, if, if they had sumo wrestling at the single a level in america <laughs> would you go i don't know it, it depends on um, you know what the uh promotion is that night you know yeah. ah, what would be a good promotion for sumo 
well, I mean, anything with beer. So I just like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Look, I, I'd, I'd like it. I, I, I would. I like all sports. Like, and, and it almost feels like when um, the World Cup came to the United States in what was ninety something or whatever, and and no one really knew about the World Cup soccer. Yeah. And then it was like they played some games here, and and you know, and all of a sudden everybody's like, "Hey, this is pretty cool," you know. And wh- wh- why haven't we really been into this before? And then now it's it's really popular. So I, I think it's a big win for Birmingham having this. And I thought this the entire week that it's uh, you know it, it's something that we'll probably pay a, a lot more attention to in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I just looked it up. The the top sumo wrestlers in Japan make about 25000 a month on top of if uh, they win a match, they can make up, up to about uh, hundred grand a match. So that, that could be quite lucrative. And, and, and one thing I was thinking of, too, Mick, about the World Games being here is that now there is infrastructure in place to perhaps host a, a X Games mm-hmm. or uh, you know the the new the skateboarding park uh, in, in, in the, uh, with the City Walk is the best in the Southeast. So you could host uh, Birmingham now would certainly could put incredible bids to host uh, skateboarding world championships and um, and just the improvements made to the city and that's all coming from uh, you know uh, money not necessarily out of the taxpayers' wallet here. That's good. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe it's something, too, that a lot of the kids here in the city might want to get involved in skateboarding, and now you got somewhere to go do it. So a lot of good things could come out of this. I have not gone by there since they have completed the construction. But you have. I've also seen a lot of pictures. That's 10 blocks of spectacular. Yeah, it is really nice. The city city walk is really, really nice. Hesitate to say things like that, but. I'll see something like that and go, wow, that's in Birmingham. Uh, same thing, first time I ever walked onto the grounds at Barber's. I went, wow, this is in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, just very, very impressive. I guess I shouldn't be surprised anymore with the accomplishments this city has uh, gotten in just literally the last three days. Just, uh, do you get it down in Mobile? Do you hear much about it down there? I bet you don't unless you just go on AL.com. Yeah, AL.com's covered it pretty good, but I, I think just – me personally, just driving through the city, the city did an excellent job of just posting stuff. You know, they mm-hmm. had to go on 65 and it had that clock, the countdown clock when you go into yeah. the bridge. You know, I saw that for a while. And then uh, there's just a lot of pictures and, and, and signs and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm impressed. I, I think this has been, a, like I said, a good thing for Birmingham and for Alabama, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know how much people outside of uh, the state, other than, well, I should say people outside of, uh, in the United States, outside the state of Birmingham, but outside the state of Alabama, but it's it's big over in Europe. I mean, I know this is being broadcast live. Most of the events are yeah. in Europe. You can't find it here in the United States, but um, really? yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You mentioned something at the very top of the show that I think worth mentioning again is congratulations to Berman, Birminghamians is that what we call ourselves <laughs> for showing up yeah. I mean they're attending they, these aren't I mean what did they say there's like 14,000 people that are coming in from other countries the rest yeah, of at people, least. The rest of these people filling up seats mm-hmm. yeah, yeah in a 101, right. de- 101 degree heat right 35 bucks a ticket though is not bad I mean no, no. that's a, I was surprised Good. by that I thought it was going to be way more 
Michael Casagrande from AL.com. Going to talk some um, USA softball when we get back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Jay Barker Show. Jay, Nick Gillespie has graced us with his presence in person here on IVX Studio. Uh, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, Alex Bauman will uh, join us in a minute with his latest antidotes. Um, let's see. We're waiting on Michael Casagrande. I did tease something I thought was very, very cool that happened yesterday in Kentucky. That's where the PGA event is, although most of the focus was on the Scottish Open. But kid that uh, has been on tour for a while, Trey Mullinax, he was on the same team, won the national championship with Justin Thomas. He won the PGA event yesterday, qualifying him for the Open. Great story. And he's a rocket. He's from Gardendale. Congrats. Congrats. That is a cool story. Yeah, Absolutely. I think his dad or his uncle used to race out at BIR. Uh, I got a Chris. Um, yeah, I got to check Mullins. into that. But right now, let's welcome in uh, Michael Casagrande from AL.com. He was uh, in attendance yesterday at the softball events for the World Games. And, of course, that, that meant uh, getting to see Mona, Montana Fouts absolutely work her magic. Uh, and we'll get to the specifics about her appearance. But first... Michael, welcome in, and just kind of describe what the atmosphere was was like there at the Met. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it was uh, quite an electric atmosphere. I think they estimated the crowd at forty five hundred last night, uh, more than I think they get at they can get into Road Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Uh, so it was, there was a lot of energy uh, to see her, to see Haley McClenney leading off. Uh, but yeah, the energy really ramped up in the fifth inning when when they uh, brought Montana Fouts into the game. And um, you can really feel the, you know, the energy with an Alabama player up there playing for the United States, kind of all that combined together really kind of was an interesting, uh, cool experience. Must be 20 minutes after the hour. You ever heard that? No. What is now? If there's a conversation going on, and all of a sudden you just get one of those <laughs> awkward pauses, they say if you look at the clock, most of the time it's like twenty minutes after. You learn something well, new in, every day. In my and battle now, what? I didn't see the uh, text from Matt uh, telling me to go next. <laughs> that's me, Michael. Yeah, Michael. This is Jay Barker. Hope you're doing well. Um, 
it was awesome also to see Patrick Murphy there. I think um, you write about it in your article uh, in the moment in Alabama, Jersey, with Fouts and oversized lettering, uh, oversized lettering over his uh, aces number fourteen. So, uh, Coach Murphy there to watch his uh, former teammates and uh, players be able to have a chance to, to play in this Team USA event. And uh, what a great thing for them to be able to continue their career and be a part of something like this. Yeah, no, it was, it was really kind of a rock star atmosphere for both of them and for Patrick himself. He had a, a line of uh, fans, young you know, kids, adults, wanting to take pictures, autographs. Uh, every time I try to go in there and talk to him for a few minutes, uh, and he was we and the, the way the, the the kids stick around after the game, waiting at the fence to try to meet the players. It's really uh, it's a cool experience to see that how uh, these uh, players are the star power they have with the with the youth players and how big the game is in this state. Um, it definitely was a it was a well placed event uh, to have it in Alabama. Just fortunate with the World Games being part of it. Michael, we've now gone through uh, the opening ceremonies, first weekend of, of the World Games. Just your overall impression in uh, talking to other reporters at, at, at AL.com, your colleagues at AL.com, and, and just uh, what you've seen for yourself, uh, just how uh, the city has embraced the World Games and uh, just uh, the impact it's having. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because I, I was kind of curious um, maybe even skeptical going into this uh, about just what the actual impact of these games, this event, um, just the fact that it wasn't very well known even around the state, uh, let around the nation. But it seems like the attendance numbers are pretty high at a lot of these events. Um, are surprised at how many people are, are coming out to sports that um, most people have never even heard of or seen. I know the breakdancing uh Finals were sold out yesterday. Sumo wrestling, obviously, on Saturday night got a lot of attention. Joe Goodman was out there with that. Uh, looked like a, an electric atmosphere in the Batwell Auditorium uh, for those gold medal matches. So it seems like it's it, you know it's it's not the Olympics. It's not the same prestige as these huge events would be. But it seems like there's 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 enough interest. Uh, unique, you know, the unique. I mean, breakdancing, uh, I wouldn't imagine that would be something that people would would go and attend, but it looked like it was packed at Sloss Furnace. Um, so uh, there's a novelty factor to some of this, and it is dead dead point in the, the sports calendar. So people are heading out there and, and braving some of the heat to, to watch some of this competition. So I think I, I'll probably head out to see a few more before this week's over. It was definitely cool that the city didn't baba buoy this, and they did a great job with the entire event, Michael. Uh, your thoughts on the national perspective of Birmingham after putting on this event? Yeah, I think that's kind of one of my questions moving forward on this, is how what's, is the impact reach beyond the, the city and the metro area? I mean, the fact that it's not on television, um, the General fans around the country can't watch it, even in, in the city can't watch it on TV. I think there's a one-hour wrap-up show on CBS Sports Network. Um, so I, I'm curious to see what the actual full-on impact outside of the city is, but it seems like at least within this metro area that the people are at least embracing it um, for what it is around here. 
Well, you go. You said you would go to others. Are, are there some that maybe you missed? Or are there some that uh, you're looking forward to? When you look at the list of 30-plus different sporting events, um, what what kind of lights you up, Michael? Yeah, I'm going to head over to the flag football at some point this week. I wrote an advance on that the other day, um, just about the the nature of the sport and how they're hoping to make an Olympic Olympic Games, the Olympic Games in 2028. Uh, just being in the kind of the heartbeat of college football nationally, uh, what the international impact of the sport is. And I thought that was kind of interesting to talk to players from Japan and from Mexico, from Brazil and France uh, to kind of get their perspective on what college American college football means to them and to the nation, the international game. But uh, yeah, I think that's one they have I think their gold medal games would be Thursday with, I think that's the one at least that I have penciled in. I need to get over to Legion field and see the games. Yes. Yeah, great. And uh, again, this is with Michael Casagrande from AO.com. In the uh, NFL actually sponsored those five football games. I thought that was very interesting. Right. We brought this up last uh, week, but, um, you know, just the infrastructure that we've been able to enjoy and will enjoy for years to come that's been built downtown. I- I'm not so sure if, if you don't have those things get into place, whether it be protective stadium, all the stuff they've done underneath the interstate um, and just all the surrounding areas. Uh, we saw a lot of paving going on over the last what month or month sure. and a half. It's been crazy, but – I mean, this is infrastructure and things that will be used forever. The uh, economic impact is around $256 million on estimate for the city for the World Games. But just talk about that. And, and we wouldn't have had a Garth Brooks concert. We wouldn't have had UAB playing at Protective Stadium. I mean, there's so much good that's come out of the World Games. Yeah, no, and that's all true. And I've always been a big uh, skeptic of the, some of these economic impact numbers. I've always wanted to to drill down on exactly what they what they mean by that. But, yeah, it's, it's their, the city walk, the, the parks uh, underneath the interstate, um, the new elevated interstate rebuilt. Yeah, it looks very nice down there when I was driving around the, the last week. So, yeah, there's there will be some lasting impacts and positive that comes out of this. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been interesting so far. I, I think it's beaten my expectations uh, for what I thought it would be when things started last week. Michael, what's the plan of attack for you guys at, at AL.com? Is it kind of all hands on deck, and uh, do you give kind of the, uh, the the freedom to cover what you want and where you think the most interesting stories are? Or uh, to me, it, it seems like you'd have just great sort of uh, freedom and license to uh, write about kind of whatever you want. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the approach we're taking. I know Joe, Joe Goodman's out there kind of hitting as much of everything as he can uh, of being a little bit more surgical with some of the football and the Alabama softball um, connections um, were more natural to what I cover on, on a typical basis. But yeah, I think and try to check out the full catalog, see if there's something interesting, bizarre, you know, they're just all kinds of sports that I frankly didn't even know were sports that I need to maybe check out and maybe the readers would be interested in. So that might be, after I uh, finish a few things up here today, I might check out the rest of the schedule for the rest of the week to see if there's something you can just sink our teeth into and learn from learn from scratch. Michael Casagrande from AL.com. Thank you for your time. Wonderful piece you, on Michael. softball. And uh, we'll check. With, I want to hear uh, about the flag football and see if there are any college, if there's college potential out there. So 
We'll check back with you. Thank you, sir. Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is the Jay Barker Show. Michael Casagrande, by the way, AL.com. Look him up, following. Good guy, good writer. Appreciate him being on with us. Uh, the Mick is in the house. And um, although you and I have been talking back and forth for six, seven months now, first time we met in person, the first time I've discovered something about you, and I, I got to quiz you after. You ready? <laughs> Let's do it. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's. 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. That's in honor of our in-studio guest, Mickey Gillespie. Appreciate his time here. Jay Barker Show with Matt and Jay and Lars. You said something when you first sat down here a little while ago. You said, when I lived in Hawaii. And I went, whoa! Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And I guess my first question would be, why are you back? Well, it was a national exchange program. So, actually, I was um, attending college in the States and then went to Hawaii for a semester. So, six months I uh, spent out there. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. As, a, as a big Magnum P.I. fan, you know, it was like uh, get a Ferrari, get him to live on set. No, I, I didn't. Uh, it was actually really expensive. I did have a bike, and um, but I loved it. Like the weather was great. You know, I missed though, like all the things that we do here. You know, baseball and f- college football and all that. Like it's just a, di- it's like a, it's own, it's own different place out there. But it's, it's pretty cool. You see Aloha Stadium. Is getting uh, getting bulldozed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I always just remember seeing uh, the the Pro Bowl out there, right? And uh, mm-hmm. as a kid, I was like, God, I wish I could go uh, to I did that. Did a game from there? Did a bowl game from there? Hawaii played UAB. Oh, nice! It was a bucket of. Yeah, it wasn't very nice. No, it wasn't. Are they gonna? I don't even think they're gonna build another one, are they? Or have they Where, decided to do that? How do they still have the Hawaii Bowl? Well, they, Hawaii's got to play somewhere. Yeah, they got to play somewhere. I don't know. And I guess they put that where Hawaii. I'm asking a lot does, of questions. Yeah, I yeah the Rainbows used mm-hmm. to play there. Yep. Oh, the Rainbow they, Warriors. They, you can't yeah. call them Rainbow anymore. Now the Warriors. They're just the Warriors. Oh, didn't know that. Come on, Lars. Did you ever get Island Fever when you were? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. That's why I came back. I mean, it's just like you just kind of get to the point where you're like, man, I've been everywhere. Uh, but I went back with Alabama basketball. Um, years ago, uh, broadcasting those games, and I loved being out there. I think older now, I probably wouldn't get Island Fever. I've already done all the stuff I want to do, you know? Let me just go out there and kind of settle down, and I'll do more fishing and more surfing. And, did you get into surfing? Yeah, I did. I, I still love watching it, and, and uh, you know, I tried to show people. I was showing my wife this one swell that I took a mighty – fall on and someone had a video uh, posted on facebook and i said this is what that time i was telling you about you know and it's like a guy on top of this giant swell and then he falls straight down and then the wave comes over top of him and you're like how did you survive that i I don't even know how i survived it so 
You know, this might have been in Australia, but I was at Hawaii at the time. So North Shore just drives you straight down, straight down, and then you get caught in the grinder. They call it where you're just like spinning. And uh, I had a lot of nightmares. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't think I was going to get out because I, I couldn't find the top from the bottom, and everything was yeah. dark. Oof. But I, ah. I hit, I hit my shoulder on the on the uh, the reef, and then I realized where I was, and I spun around, and, and it seemed like I was underwater for a long time. So I was, thank God that I got out of there, you know. And then, kind of, uh, that was the end of my surfing days, right there. Yeah, I bet that was it. Yeah, and really enjoyed the snorkeling thing. Especially when you get on some of those reefs. Oh, yeah. Fish are just, looks like rainbows just flying, yeah. swimming all around you. It's, it's wonderful. Um, the one thing I found, and this back when my children were really young, that I enjoyed about it, and it's going to sound horrible, is that you're four hours away by flight. You're ten hours away if you went straight through to Birmingham, so you really can't worry about it. You know? Right. It's 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 all happening over there. and That's what I like, but uh, you do family and friends i'm sure you do six months yeah and but i'll tell you the thing that i remember the most is that there was this like when you would land in honolulu airport i don't know why this is a memory that i have but when i got off the plane there was like this little like uh sports memorabilia store and they had this picture of nolan ryan uh with uh, robin ventura in a headlock and both guys signed it and i was like i i wish i could afford this (laughs) <laughs> because that is something that's got to be worth money, you know. Oh yeah. And I don't know, like, and they both wrote little notes on there about oh, it. Wow. So I don't remember how much it was worth then, but I, I bet you it's worth thousands now. Oh yeah. I just can't see those guys doing that a whole lot, you know. Did you uh, island top at all? Go to uh, Kauai? Oh, oh or like Maui? Hawaii and Molokai and all that. Yeah, we, I was in a volcanology class, so to get to the active volcanoes, you had to go to some of the other islands and. What a cool class. Yeah, it was neat. Where did you go to school? Uh, Alabama? Yeah, I went to Alabama. But and they sent you to Hawaii. You could do that, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. That's a, that's a good study abroad yeah. program. Yeah. They didn't do that broadcasting. They, they sent me to. I, I actually, but bef- this was before <laughs> I was blow. married, obviously, but I had a girlfriend <laughs> that was on the exchange program. That's how I found out about it. So she came to Alabama, and then you know, it was like, hey, look, this is hey, a good uh, idea. Hey, so cool. Jay, we've done a deep dive into Hawaii. Please share. <laughs> I love Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I love traveling there. That's about it on that, though. I think we've already exhausted that. So, uh, but great to hear that <laughs> had a chance in co- college to go look at volcanoes and do all that stuff while I was back <laughs> sweating my tail off playing football. All right. Uh, so, Mick, I, I want to get your thoughts on the expansion now that's going on with all these conferences. I saw where Phil Knight now has been cold calling, reaching out to conferences, trying to get Oregon in the mix. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot changing right now. And the way that everything works, why wouldn't he be? You know, I mean, like it, it's, it's all about the money now and he's, he's their biggest booster. Um, I could see if, you know, before T-Bone Pickens passed away, like him being out there up front trying to get, um, Oklahoma State into a conference. But if, if you get shuffled out into the wrong conference right now, I think that it really could set your program back. And Oregon's one of those programs. Uh, and I know this is crazy, but when I heard him saying that, I thought, you know what, I wouldn't mind them being in the SEC. I wouldn't mind watching Oregon. You're, you're expanding coast to coast now. Um, and you know they're going to bring money to the table. They have a great fan base. 
you know, I've been on the West Coast before. They're passionate, um, and and it would be a lot of fun to to see that program every once in a while. Because look, if they don't come here, then what they're probably going to end up in the Big Ten. And uh, I'm I'm just curious to see where all of this is leading. But I feel like that the that the ACC is probably going to have a lot of teams come this way. And I'm wondering, like, where does it stop? And you know, if you take them and you're the SEC, who else do you add with them? You know, because you got to add some other teams in there to kind of even it out. Um, I, I, look, I'm conservative by nature, so I don't like change a whole lot. But i got to be honest, I think this is cool. Like, I, I like this. Like, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Alabama playing Virginia or playing North Carolina or playing whoever they're going to – Texas and Oklahoma or wherever this pendulum swings. Um, because I felt like with these conferences – that you didn't really get a whole lot of games that were outside of your conference a whole lot. You know? Right. They didn't want to play these games. You know, like you had to pull them to the table. Uh, you know, scratching and kicking to play a good game. And you know, covering Alabama as much as I do, um, there's a lot of bad games. And I'm not I'm not talking about the SEC, but I'm just talking about in general. You know, New Mexico State. It's great for your program, but when it's forty to nothing in the second half, you know, in the second quarter, I mean, wh- what are you going to do? You know, so. I hope there's a balance there because I don't want to get rid of those games totally, but I love the idea of kind of matching up different teams. Do you think the SEC makes a counter move to the Big Ten, yes. bringing in USC and UCLA? Always. I mean, this is a counter move to our counter move. It is, exactly. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, 100%. Uh, what do you think it will be? Well, I mean, I, I saw where they were saying North Carolina, Virginia, Clemson, and Florida State. You know, I I don't know. I mean, would that I, that would that cause the disintegration of the ACC? The ACC's been when when they let teams like Maryland jump over to the Big Ten. I know it wasn't that big a deal because you know Maryland's not. You wouldn't think of them as being a you know a big powerhouse, and they're not right. And I don't, I don't even know what their TV market's like, you know. But I, I did grow up a Terps fan, so I I, I pay attention to basketball, and, and I. I, I liked. I used to go watch them play Georgia Tech when when they were in the ACC, and I love the old ACC. Those Duke Maryland basketball games were great, and same thing with North Carolina. And for them to just like financially make that move, it wasn't that they didn't like the ACC. It was that they were in debt so much that they needed the money, and that was a move where they could make money. So uh, the Big Ten's figured out how to make money, and so has the SEC. And I just feel like ever since that move. Every time I look at the ACC, they just they kind of they used to feel like they were kind of right there with the rest of the pack, and they're just fading, fading, fading back. So I, I think that that they're in big trouble, and I don't think that it's anything you can fix right now. I mean, honestly, I think that it just depends on whether the SEC wants those teams or not, because if they do, they're going to get out of there. And do you think we end up with two super conferences at the end of this? That's what Kirk Herbstreit suggested uh, about a week ago, saying we're headed toward the uh, SEC and the Big Ten, uh, maybe 25 teams in each conference, and then they'll kind of have their own national championship based on those 50, maybe 55, 60 teams. Wow. Yeah, I saw he said that. I I mean, he's a pretty smart guy, you know. I mean, he's he's, – Rubbing shoulders with the people that would know. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and, and do I think that's good for the game? No, I don't, because I do like the fact that every team has a chance to, you know, to make a run at it. But that's probably what's going to happen. The problems, though, that Alabama and Auburn and the SEC teams have are a lot different than, and no offense to UAB, but they're just different problems. 
Yeah. You know, it's just a different a different animal. But I do love the fact that, you know what, UAB could play those guys on any given Saturday and beat them. You know, so I, I don't want to change that. Uh, just ask Mick Gillespie, you you've got a hey, baseball Mick, card? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that too. There's a baseball card. Got a couple of them. Oh, I saw your helmet. Cool. I know you too. got a two o'clock meeting. <laughs> you got a two o'clock meeting. We'll let you go. Yeah, great to see you guys. Yeah, hey, good yeah, you, surprise. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, what a welcome surprise. <laughs> uh, when we get back, we will wrap up this edition of the Jay Barker Show. And what do we have? A A A. Alex's awesome anecdotes. Thank you. I said antidote earlier. Yeah, you did. I'm surprised you didn't just clock me. Well, you've said it actually the last few times, and I have refrained. I appreciate it. I did it once on air live on TV, and the newsroom went crazy. Um, It's not one of those words that flow uh, easily off the tongue. For me, anyway. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 73. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker Show, it's time to bring in Alex. It's nice little timing, yeah. although totally unplanned. <laughs> hey, Alex, real quick, how was your vacation? It was great. Water was clear, everything. Oh, didn't have a bunch of seaweed tangled up around, all around where, your ankle? Where, where'd you go? Panama City. PCB. Keeping it real. You, sh- you should know this, uh, Alex. Lars is anti-beach. There's something wrong with it. I guess if you were raised in Nebraska, where the closest beach is 1,000 miles away, then, you know, you turn into a mountain guy. Ain't from around here. All right, what do you got today? Uh, Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend, Abigail, accused him of having relations with his mom's best friend. All right, sounds like a soup opera already. Lars, can you go over that again? This is lighting up social media. This is the story I wanted to lead with, actually, because Zach Wilson, uh, he is uh, obviously he's trending on social media, and the jokes are flying fast and furious. Um, First time that the Jets have scored over 40 since 2018. (laughs) That's one of the best lines I've heard. Zach Wilson goes from Mormon to more mom. In record time, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I could keep going, and I got it. We got it. This is a family show, uh, but uh, uh, Jay, I, I don't even know really how to transition here. But do you think, as the quarter, as a young quarterback for the Jets, are his teammates going to razz him about this? <laughs> oh, most definitely. I mean, they're. I mean, part of them are going to give him like high fives. 
uh, and then the rest of them are going to razz them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's they're the Cougars, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Oh, no, that's funny, too. (laughs) I'm sure not inviting him to my house at Thanksgiving. And and I've seen, like, uh, memes of of Forrest Gump running. So it's memes of Forrest Gump running, and then the quote is, Tom Brady running to get to Giselle knowing that Zach Wilson's in town. (laughs) See, at first I saw all all the memes coming out, so I thought maybe this is just a joke. But as I read into more, and it's been trending big time, looks like it might be be a real thing. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, is a bar stool broke this story. Yeah, exactly. man, and his Good girlfriend. My, my, yeah. Oh my well, Why did he break yeah. up with her? I don't know. Must have been a really, really good-looking cougar. And, and she a uh, little bit him. upset because, yeah, the, the girlfriend was the source on this, uh, 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 and I believe uh, she put it over her social, and that's how bar stool picked it up. She is dating now his best friend from BYU. That played. He's a wide receiver with Washington. That's right. Yeah. Is that right, Zach? <laughs> Zach, oh, I meant Alex. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, yeah. So that, that it's a it's a story that Alex it's, looks it's, it's like gonna that. Have, it's going to have legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see again, just sort of how he uh, gets. <laughs> oh, In what way did you I, mean legs? Another, oh, another oh meme, it's got legs. You know, person of the year. You know, t- Times Person of the Year, <laughs> Zach Wilson. Uh, Slept with quote yeah never mind mom's best. All right, friend. we we got about ninety <laughs> seconds here. Do you have a a quick one to polish us off with? After twenty one seasons, Heinz Field is no more. The Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium will be renamed Acrisure Stadium. Uh, Heinz opted not to renew the contract for this season. I saw that too, and the first thing I did was I was like, "How do you pronounce that?" And you just stumbled over it too, and I did the same, and and. To me, that that stadium, it's synonymous with Heinz Field, right? And uh, I, I don't like it when they change title sponsors, but there's just so much money, you can certainly understand it, but it's going to take some time getting used to. Well, uh, I always wonder when I hear that or somebody changes or, like, they build a stadium, like, protective. What how much it is? Oh. Uh, I mean, a million a year in Birmingham, is that – Safe, but is maybe there, is there a dollar figure that you could put on Bryant Denny Stadium to have it be called uh, Heinz Bryant Denny or, or uh, Piggly Wiggly Bryant Denny <laughs> Milo's? <laughs> Tomorrow the subject will be what would be fitting, what would be Bryant Denny worthy, and we'll do that with Jordan Harris. I know that the Bengals they absolutely will not change it. It's Paul Brown Stadium, and doesn't 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 matter how much money they're offered to have a title sponsor. They're leaving money on the table for sure. Maybe that's yeah, why they don't the, sign they should do UPS. And what can Brown get to do for you? Yeah, UPS. That's <laughs> very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Good to have you back in the studio. All right. Uh, thank you, Jay. We'll talk again tomorrow. We'll line up and do this again at noon. Talk more world games. More world games. And um, we'll give, an, give an update on Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Charlotte I mean, has, yeah, so there's so Charlotte much more, so much more uh, to discuss <laughs> about uh, college uh, football conference realignment. Uh, for for an off season where there's supposedly nothing happening, there's so much happening in college football. Thank you, gentlemen. You've been listening to the Jay Barker Show.